Nashville Predators have a rematch with the Vancouver Canucks tonight. How do they avoid a letdown like the last time these two teams played? Plus, given Mark Del Geiso an NHL call-up, how does he figure into the lineup? And Ryan O'Reilly plays his 1,000th game. What does he think about hitting that milestone? We'll hear from him today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello to the loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week in, week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at The Hockey News. Also want to mention today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's show, Nashville Predators taking on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, this is not a rerun. They are playing Vancouver <laughs> for the second time in one week. Yeah. Uh, last time was home at Bridgestone Arena. Tonight, they are on the road uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. A big moment for tonight's game. It's going to be Ryan O'Reilly's 1,000th NHL game. Uh, we talked to him about what he is kind of expecting tonight, sort of his legacy, uh, and a lot of praise from the Predators in the past little bit about what Ryan O'Reilly's done for the team. So we'll talk about that in a second. First, though, couple of roster moves. Yeah. Nashville Predators are making ahead of this road trip. Uh, Cody Glass has been moved to the injured reserve. Uh, didn't not really much of a surprise there just because he's been out and uh, it seems like he's going to be out for uh, at least another week at this point, if what we're hearing is right. Uh, and in his stead, the Predators have added to the defensive depth, bringing up Mark Del Geizo from the Milwaukee Admirals, somebody and uh, that you and I were really impressed with in camp and preseason light years kind of beyond where he was when we saw him play last year. Yeah, I am super excited about this call up and we're, we'll talk about what, what is it going to look like in practicality in a minute, but just out of the gate, want to say how excited I am about this call up because like you said, Mark Del Geizo really impressed, knocked the socks off a lot of people in training camp with his performance. Remember, he was one of the guys that hung around the longest before they announced the final roster. He got a lot of playing time in a lot of those preseason games. And Del Geizo really came into training camp. He was a very interesting story. He came in and you'll remember at the end of last season, he was not one of the Milwaukee players who got a call up as they were dropping like flies up here in Nashville. And Del Geiso was very honest about it. He's like, look, I have a chip on my shoulder about that. 
Like I didn't, I did not get a call. I did not get my opportunity. Now he was happy for the ones who did, but he came into camp with a chip on his shoulder saying, you're going to want to make me a call up. And he has done that, uh, you know, and I'm so excited about this. This, this guy is just, he is reliable defensively, but he has this kind of quiet little offensive upside. So super stoked for uh, Mark Delgaizo, super stoked that he's going to be joining the team. Not stoked about the whole Cody Glass thing. No. I'm stoked. No, we'll get to that in one second. Mark Delgaizo, though, uh, it, this seems like kind of an insurance move uh, right. with Luke Shen on IR. The Predators were only playing uh, with six defensemen, so there wasn't a lot of wiggle room there. You're about to go on a long, you know, two-week road trip, so you want to have kind of a seventh person on hand so you don't need to scramble if anything happens. Uh, so this seems like kind of an insurance, but I'm with you. I would like to see Del Geizo, yes. you know, get a shot just to kind of see what he would do. Here's the thing, though, and we talked about this on Plus Minus yesterday. That defense is doing so well right now. Uh, and, you know, we mentioned all three defensive pairings are, are sort of among the top 20 in analytics in terms of, you know, being able to, to shut down chances at five on five. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the only sort of rough question is who, who do you bring out if you right. want to give guys a chance? Cause everybody is doing so well right now. Yeah. It's very difficult to see, barring injury, which we never want to see, how he will slot into the lineup. We'll have to kind of wait and see what Andrew Brunette wants to do with it. But you almost don't want to interrupt such a good groove you have going defensively. Here's what I would say. I think Del Gaizo is going to, this is going to benefit him whether he gets in the game or not, because he's going to get practice time with the defense. He's going to become more familiar with what the Predators are doing defensively. And this may benefit him, you know, down the road when, if, you know, knock on wood, something happens to another defenseman and they need somebody called up. The investment that Del Gaizo puts into this five-game Western Conference road trip, whether he sees ice time in a game or not, is going to pay off for him because he will, again, invest time, energy, learning into being the guy that's brought up in at a moment's notice down the line if that happens. And look, here's what we know about Mark Del Gaizo. He ain't going to waste an opportunity. So he's going to yep. take full advantage of this. Yeah, uh, it's tough kind of being like on the ice and not being able to play, but it's almost like that Black Aces situation uh, in the postseason, sometimes just being around the team. Yes. Uh, you know, for an experience like a road trip, like a Western Conference road trip, uh, that can do big things to, to kind of help get a player uh, adjusted to the team. So interesting to see if Del Gaizo gets a chance uh, at some point, if he does, uh, uh, who comes out? Because, again, there, right. there's so much good chemistry on that blue line right now. Uh, and on the other end of it, yeah, Cody Glass uh, hasn't been playing uh, since earlier in the year, although they, they, you know, the the word around the team is that the injury is uh, better than they thought uh, initially. Uh, it seems like he's going to miss at least a little bit more time, but also hearing that it might not be too long uh, before he's back with the team. So, so good news there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to see him out of the lineup long. Hate to see him out of the lineup at all, because I really feel like 
things were chawing along nicely between him, especially and Gus Nyquist, but another week to two. So I don't expect that we're going to see him at all meet up with the team at the end of this road trip. But, you know, let's wait and see what happens with Cody Glass. Hate to see him out, though. Yeah, uh, I would love to see him back just based on all the work he's put in uh, yeah, so far this for sure. season. Uh, better stuff uh, to look forward to tonight. Ryan O'Reilly is about to play in his 1,000th career game. Uh, he had a pretty great quote about making that far plus. Just what has his impact been uh, for the Nashville Predators this year? There's been a lot of players and coaches singing his praises so far we'll talk about that in just one second but first I want to mention today's episode brought to you by FanDuel you can kick off the NFL season in style with FanDuel America's number one sports book and that's because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's right all you have to do is put $5 on your favorite team and you get 150 bucks if your team wins. It's a pretty good payout, if you ask me. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props. How many passing yards is Will Levis going to have in his Thursday night game uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week? Over, under, how many points are the Titans and Steelers going to combine for? Uh, two eeky offenses with two questionable deep or two strong defenses. I uh, might want might want to take the under on that one. Uh, plus, so many other player props, bets, and uh, other great things that you can bet on. So visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Anna, a big moment in tonight's Predators Vancouver Canucks showdown is Ryan O'Reilly playing in his 1,000th career game. Let's go. They grow up so fast. They okay? do. And He's, they still look really young. It's so bizarre. Yeah, he, he still, to me, feels like that little like up-and-coming uh, uh, prospect uh, that from like Colorado. And it's just yeah. like the one that's like, ah, oh, this, this is this is one of the next one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so incredible. And I think it kind of catches him off guard, too, because Ryan O'Reilly strikes me as a guy who just sort of keeps his head down and does the work and doesn't necessarily focus on big things like this, he, you know. So it's interesting when all of us around him are like, this is huge. And I think he's just in the zone with, with the, he's doing the hockeying and is not necessarily probably as, um, as uh, busy discussing it and stewing on it and chewing on it as everybody around him is. But yeah, 1000 game. He has the 28th most NHL games of any active player in the league right now. You and I talked about this before we're recording. Ryan Suter has the most NHL games of an, any active player with uh, 1,368. And he gets booed in several of those. And, and as you said, yep, he, he <laughs> hears the boos a lot in those. Here's the boos. Yeah. The last person to reach this milestone was Steven Stamkos, who hit it uh, at the very end of last season, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you love it for Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, we, we asked him in the locker room uh, this week before they left, uh, what's it like playing in your 1,000th NHL game? Uh, and here's what he had to say. Well, you made it. Game 1,000 coming up. Just, uh, well, we'll see. You know, I, yeah, walking, walking real safe around the house now and careful as I pick up my kids and such. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very exciting. You know, something, you know, not again, not just um, – for myself or for my family and you know my parents it's uh it's crazy it's been a long long road and such like that and just a chance to kind of celebrate with them and you know i still have a, a lot of hockey left to play but um you know i think for any hockey player to hit that milestone something special first off first off i've never related to a pro athlete more than the whole <laughs> yeah i'm walking around the house uh you know being careful being careful how I pick up my kids as somebody who's like a few months older than Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> I I'm out for like two weeks when I sleep on my pillow wrong. So yes. I feel I've never related to an athlete more in his thirties. And I'm being very careful. <laughs> I, I do not want to like, twist the wrong way too fast and wind up missing the rest of my career. Yeah, I bent down to tie my skate and then I was out. You know, yeah. that's how the rest of us live, Ryan O'Reilly, but kudos to you. My favorite part about that whole quote is that he's like, it's such a big milestone for my parents. And I'm like, thank you, Ryan O'Reilly, for remembering all those stinking miles your parents had to drive you and your brother for hockey and how bad their car probably smelled from your gear and all the laundry that your mom and dad had to do. Like, I love that he's really focused on this, not just for himself, but for his family. Like, I think it's uh I think it's just really, it's it's a cool perspective. And, I, and the thing that's so funny about Ryan O'Reilly is I don't think that he, I really don't think that this is something that is at the forefront of his mind. Yes, I think he's going to mark it and it is a special moment and he gets that, but he is just busy doing the thing. Like he is so, he is one of the most disciplined, focused athletes. He really is the last guy off the ice you know, at practices, he is the first guy out there. Like he is so focused on what he needs to do to be a great hockey player. It's really been, he is such a pleasure to watch and to cover. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's come to the good time because there's been a lot of players who have just been singing uh, O'Reilly's praises this week after his two goal performance, you know, you, you heard Andrew Burnett, uh, talk about in this post game, and it's like, look, like he's he's kind of the standard for what we want. You know, last person off the ice, first person uh, spends extra time working on things he wants to improve in, and you know, he he said, oh, this isn't just like you know a good role model look at. Like this is the standard. Like Ryan O'Reilly is exactly the type of player we want, and he talked about it rubbing off uh, on some of the other players. So you know, for, for Ryan O'Reilly and what he's been doing for the Preds this season. Yeah. I mean, the, the score, you know, the scoring is, is fine, like pretty modest, but you know, still on pace for, uh, I think it would be 61, 62 point season, which would be, you know, his best since that Stanley cup year yeah. uh, in St. Louis. So, you know, he's doing that, but I think when you had sort of the, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this, but, maybe drama in the in the with the team last year or yeah um something que questions about the locker room dynamic 
Um, some of which may have been validated by what Barry Trotz had been saying and some of the moves that he kind of went out of his way to make this year. Um, read into that what you will. You know, the just having a player like O'Reilly in there, and, and to an extent too, somebody like, you know, Luke Shen and Ryan McDonough, uh, bringing in Gustav Nyquist, who's been around, like those types of players, in addition to your Roman Yossi's, um, that's, I, I think, a big boost for this team because you have all these young prospects coming into the fold, guys like Evangelista and Tomasino and Parson and trying to get like a full-time NHL job. And now they're going to kind of have a better idea of, okay, this is what it's going to take to be a, right. not just an NHL player, but a good NHL player, but a high impact NHL player and having somebody like Ryan O'Reilly in that locker room to lead the charge, not just to give like rah-rah speeches and right. players. This is what you do. Like this is kind of the advice I'm giving you to show them what exactly. to do. This is what I do. Watch what I do. I'm not going to say anything. You just watch my routine, what I do, how I prepare on the ice, how, what I do pregame, how I play during the games. Watch that, and then you're going to get an idea of what the standard is to be a good player in the NHL. Yes, I absolutely agree. And it's invaluable because, like you said, you can tell a young player something, but they're watching. And, and sometimes you don't have to say much at all. And I don't know that Ryan O'Reilly does a lot of raw rawing. I think Ryan O'Reilly just does his business. And there's a huge impact. You know, we've talked to players like Philip Forsberg, who plays with him. We've talked to young players like Luke Evangelista about the impact that he has. And he just is a presence and and not the the cheer him on. He's unapproachable. Oh, look at him. He is a presence. He is an example, just a quiet example of what you do to be excellent. And what I love about Ryan O'Reilly is he is the first one to say, look, I still have a lot of game left in me and I still have a lot of skills that I want to get better at. And you look at his game and his game, the little things in Ryan O'Reilly's game are just incredible to me. I have a hard time not focusing solely on him because he does so many little things that can change a play. You know, and and just even something as simple as face-offs. I added them up. He's taken 18,671 face-offs in his career. That's a lot of time in a very little circle, y'all. But he does he does everything and he wants to do it with excellence. And I think that's great. And also I will say just he he is a, a for as much experience as he's had, for the success that he has had, he is extremely uh team oriented. There is nothing set apart about Ryan O'Reilly. He is extremely team-oriented. He is invested in his teammates. He's just a guy you can get behind and root for. So I am delighted for him. I really would like to see the Predators come away with a big win tonight for him. Um, but yeah, Ryan O'Reilly, a thousand games. Way to make me feel very, very old and slow and unmotivated. <laughs> I, I feel I feel my neck starting to tighten. I know a little bit right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to stop this recording and go do some yoga. In a little bit. <laughs> 
Uh, as mentioned, the Nashville Predators play the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Uh, the last time they played, a little Ooh. bit of an oof game for the Nashville Predators. How do they fix that tonight? We'll talk about that coming up in just one minute. But first, want to let you know this episode's brought to you by our great friends at the Sleeper app. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Look, Ryan O'Reilly could score 50 goals. The Preds could, in theory, hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. On Sleeper, you can do everything from catch game highlights, post game interviews, review stats, look at the scoreboard, and you can chat with other hockey fans about your favorite team and player. And playing daily fantasy hockey is so easy. In Sleeper, your entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do is pick whether players will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. So if you think you know what's going to happen tonight in Vancouver, here are some selections you could make. Will Philip Forsberg get more or less than three and a half shots on goal tonight? More or less. Will Connor Garland score more or less than 0.5 goals? I'm hoping for less. Will Ryan McDonough get more or less than two and a half blocks tonight? That's right. You can pick on things like blocks. And what about Roman Yossi or Tyson Berry? Will they have more or less than 0.5 assists tonight? If you think you know, head to the Sleeper app. If you correctly pick the outcome of eight player stats, you can win 100 times your bet on Sleeper. You heard me, Preds fans, 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, Nashville Predators taking on the Vancouver Canucks tonight in Vancouver. Wonderful city there on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, it is a, what is it, 9 o'clock Central, yes, I believe. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. That is that yeah. is actually a correct time, y'all. Well, I will get the cup of coffee ready. Yeah, schedule naps accordingly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as somebody who is on the East Coast right now, oh, not, not great. Um, yeah, uh, this is a rematch from last week and a, a game in which the Nashville Predators kind of disappointed. Not only did they lose, um, you know, the final score was modest enough, you know, mm -hmm. three to two in favor of Vancouver, but the Predators never really looked completely in that game, only 17 shots on goal yeah. uh, in, in that game. They just never really looked like they were on uh, Vancouver's level uh, at all. So what do the Predators need to do to sort of get back and play like the Nashville Predators? We've been used to seeing them here uh, so far this season. I think the most important thing is to get off to a quick start. If you go back to that Vancouver game and you look at the advanced stats, and even if you don't look at the advanced stats, the eye test told you that Vancouver really ran the show for much of that game. So the Nashville Predators cannot afford to have a slow start. You know, we saw a little bit of a slow start against Toronto. You see Saros 
bailed the team out. Let's not even put Soros in that position tonight. So I think the Predators have got to get off to a hot start. And we've talked about, we joke about the start times. You know, this is going to be a different feeling start time, maybe a little bit because they've hopped time zones. Uh, but th no excuses. When that puck drops, the National Predators have got to get to their game right away. One of the things we heard from the players after the Vancouver game is they did to us what we want to do to them. Mm -hmm. And you you just got to get the upper hand the moment that puck drops. So get out there and get after it. Play 60 minutes of hockey. Better yeah. than 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, you talk about the hot start and needed the hot start. They absolutely do. And, and Vancouver needed, you know, uh, you know, came out of that series strong. But for me, it was the start for the second period. Because yes. remember, the Predators were being, you know, a little outworked. And then right at the end, it was, I think, Colton Sissons that scored that goal uh, to get the Predators back 1-1. And it, we were like, okay, like, it's kind of a rough start, but we got some momentum. Let's carry this into the next game. And the Predators couldn't follow up with that. And the Canucks scored two quick goals yes. right at the start of the next period. And that, that was it. Like, the Predators just couldn't really kind of climb – back in it and you wasted your opportunity from momentum there and i think that's you know something that the predators need to a learn is they need to learn how to counter punch uh mm -hmm. a little bit better like okay like you know you came out with all the momentum early now we got this goal headed into the period this is going to turn some things around things are going our way you got to learn how to kind of harness that momentum and carry it on into your play for the next game uh, and, you know, that's that's kind of what cost them last time is they had an opportunity to do that and couldn't. Yeah. And you're right. So much of it is in little things like harnessing momentum and, you know, managing small moments and kind of channeling them. One of the things that the Predators really worked on was skating the day after that game because Andrew Burnett said, look, we didn't move our feet very well. Let me tell you what they did the next practice they moved their feet. I mean, it was straight skating drills. There wasn't a puck to be seen. It was Andrew Burnett making these guys skate, getting used to like, hey, no, we move our feet when we play. It's little things like puck battles. You know, the Predators have to come away with possession in things like puck battles. So I think overall, the Predators need to do some things differently. But I think you're going to see the changes happen in little moments, like the beginning of the second period. How do you re react to a funny puck bounce that leads to a goal? What are you going to do in that little moment? So this is going to be a game where the Nashville Predators need to, like you said, harness harness the moments, like dial into those little, little opportunities and take advantage of them. And also, Hopefully the power play will be on. The Predators had some power play chances late in the third period the first time they met up with Vancouver and couldn't capitalize. Maybe there is some momentum now with the power play after the Toronto game where take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, the, the biggest thing, Anne, is just, uh, you know, let's get some shots on goal. Let's get some shots on goal. That's the other thing. Is, you know, it seemed like the Predators uh, struggle with possession, but they were also a little timid when they did. You know, they, we didn't have that sort of instinct that we saw in other Andrew Burnett coach games where it's just, you know, when you have the puck, you know, make your move, you know, be patient with it, but also, you know, be aggressive when you get a chance. Uh, it seemed like it was back to the case of the Predators overthinking. Yeah, um, just a little bit. I'm curious and to see uh, what the lineups are uh, entering tonight. 
uh, because the Predators tried to go with the young guns on that fourth line. Yuso Parsonen, uh, new addition Liam Foody, and uh, Phil Tomasino. And that line, oh, that line was very bad against Toronto. <laughs> that was uh, rough. They, neither of them played more than 10 minutes. I think Liam Foody only had five minutes of yeah. ice time in his first game with the Predators. Um, what do you think? Do they give some of those guys another shot or is Andrew Burnett going to have to be like, okay, let's, let's, let's revamp this a little bit. You know, I'm very curious to see, because that was a rough game. I, th I think that that was kind of a rough game for that, that bottom line. I would not be at all surprised to see somebody like Michael McCarron come back in the lineup tonight against Vancouver. I think, because of the things we talked about, like puck battles um, and, and that sort of thing, I think that you know a little bit more of what you're going to get with Michael McCarron up against the boards than you are maybe with Liam Foodie or, or Phil Tomasino. So I'm with you. I won't be at all surprised to see if there are a couple of lineup changes. Um, I'm curious to see how Andrew Brunette deals with those young players maybe needing the opportunity for a bounce back game. I, I don't know whether they're going to get it, especially because this is an important game. This is um, the teacher. You failed a test and the teacher says, you know what, tomorrow come in and let's take a retest. You better study that night. You cannot fail the retest. And I think it's really important to the Nashville Predators to win this game tonight after the way they lost it last week. So I don't know. I think Andrew Burnett may err on the side of, hey, you guys may have to wait a minute to get back on the ice. We're going to, you know, we've got to win this. We've got to pass the retest. I don't. It's going to be very interesting, the lineup decisions. I don't want to be Andrew Burnett today. Not yeah. today. Uh, it is going to be interesting to watch tonight. Again, 9 o'clock Central puck drop. Predators take on the Vancouver Canucks. We'll be here to break down the game tomorrow. Uh, with our one word and much, much more. And until we get there, where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on X. I guess I'll just drop the Twitter, but it still feels really uncomfortable to me. Uh, at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at X at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, follow me at penaltyboxradio.com. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.